What's up, guys? It's Lexi. Welcome to my first episode of my podcast, Lex in the City. Today, I'm going to talk about the ways that we conform to our surroundings, to culture, to people we love. And when I say conform, I mean everything from the way we talk to the clothes that we wear to even the ways that we begin to think. I'm currently in college and I'm a waitress in Florida and I hit a point where I literally hated going to work every day, which I know, don't we all, but something we don't necessarily learn in school, but more so learn while we're in school, is that you gotta do what you gotta do. So I decided to turn work into a game, an acting gig, if you will. I decided to reinvent my job, not that I want to make a career out of kissing ass, but at least to make it more bearable in the meantime. Not to mention, I think it helps with tips a little bit. I like to consider myself an empathetic person, and I usually can pick up on exactly who a person is and what they want from me. So I found a way to give them exactly what they want in a way that benefits everybody. When I first greet a table, I keep it very neutral. Hi, how are you? My name is Lexi, blah, blah, blah. But then I immediately start diving into who I'm dealing with. And the question, where are you from? Though I'm from Florida, most say I have more of a northern accent, which I love because I hate this furnace of a state. But where I'm from is unimportant in this time. Once they tell me where they're from, who I am is built around them. (laughs) Oh, you're from Georgia! That is so great, y'all. I love Savannah. I was actually just there. Yeah, I met up with some cousins of mine who live right outside of Albany. Or New York! No freaking way. What part are you guys from? My family's up in Buffalo, but I have some friends up in Albany. We love to meet up in the city. Coney Island totally has my heart. I always keep a loose story. Friends, cousins, distant relatives, ways I can relate or conform to make them feel more so like I'm one of them. Since I began doing this, I don't hate putting on an apron nearly as much. I can't wait to meet all the different people that I'm going to be that day. It's comical, actually. Walking up to table three saying y'all and giggling like a little girl who grew up on my grandfather's farm. And then over to table five where I only say you guys and make crude jokes like I grew up in the concrete jungle. Conforming can be viewed in such a negative way. But I really believe that as long as you don't lose who you are at the end of the day, it can be used for good. But where do you draw that line? How do you make sure that you don't actually forget who you are at the end of the day? I've conformed in many wrong ways too. In school, I was voted best dressed and most likely to be a celebrity. (laughs) 
I didn't earn those titles lightly. I've always walked to my own beat and just lived by I am who I am. And also, side note, when I say that I got best dressed, it wasn't because I was wearing name brand this and that or always dressed like I was getting ready to go to the girl who always wore Lily Pulser's big 4th of July party. No. I earned this by wearing glitter and sparkles and really just whatever the fuck I wanted. I've never had a label in school and I was friends with the nerds and the jocks and the drama kids and the popular kids, whatever popular means, and even the kids who seemed like their lives were always spiraling out of control. Hope some of you are doing good in jail. Yikes. But (laughs) I was proud of that. And looking back, because of who I am now, I'm not sure if they loved me for my originality I'd like to believe I stayed myself, or maybe I was absentmindedly conforming to them just a little bit. But for the people I've loved, don't even get me started. No, actually do get me started, because that's why we're here, right? I think the first time I really, really changed myself was for a guy that I fell in love with and You guessed it, New York City. We'll call him James. Well, (laughs) because that's his name. It's a typical New York love story, which might make me sound a little batshit crazy, but I never said I wasn't. He was my waiter in a little cafe in Manhattan. Tall, brown hair, big eyes. (sighs) Anyway, we hit it off, obviously, and... I went back again two short months later. I really thought I was going to marry this guy. Yeah, yeah, let's all laugh together. He was troubled, to say the least, but my wide-eyed teenage self was blind to just how much trouble he was. I could make lists as to how I changed myself to make him love me, and a little disclaimer, he never asked me to change. I take full responsibility for that. Maybe even the fact that I changed so much is the biggest reason that he decided he didn't love me anymore one day. One of my biggest inspirations for change was how much he liked Lana Del Rey. I know, what the fuck and how the fuck. But he loved her so much. I tried to be her. I engulfed myself in her music and changed the way I dressed and even got a couple of tattoos inspired by her. And I know what you're thinking. You stupid girl, tattoos are forever. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Karen. I don't regret any of them and I do genuinely love Lana. But I think the most detrimental thing that I took away from this was her lifestyle. Or at least how she portrayed her lifestyle. I wanted to be dangerous and beautiful and old school, and I wanted to surround myself with men who were old enough to be my father. Okay, fine, I've always been like that, but you get what I'm saying. I got myself into a lot of trouble, and I tried way too hard to be sad and beautiful and completely somebody that I wasn't. And I don't regret 90% of this. I've always written songs and felt things differently and wanted to be delicate and more than anything. I have always 
loved the forbidden. I even discovered in this process that I'm a poet. I learned a lot about myself in losing myself, but losing myself was not the road I wanted to take to get to this destination. Fast forward a few years. The forbidden. I never thought I would love after him. I know this seems overdramatic. I mean, come on. The guy was a thousand miles away, but we were on two different pages and two different books, but I'm profound. And having a profound New York love story should end in a profound New York heartbreak. So thank you, James. On to the next. I did love again. And we'll call this guy Daniel, which isn't actually his name at all, but you remember when I said I love the forbidden? Yeah. He was off limits. I changed for him too in some of the worst ways. I remember driving down the road with him one day. My hair is blonde naturally, but back to my crazy style days, I've had every color of hair you could imagine, but at this point in time, it was a light brown, like almost dirty blonde. I forgot what the context of our conversation was, but I do remember very well when he said he loved brunettes. So guess whose dumbass was at the store buying hair dye that night? Yeah, me. And it's been dark brown ever since. The point of these stories is that there's a way to safely conform, and there's conforming to a point that could lead to your demise. Wake up every morning and be who you want to be. Dress like you're from the 60s and talk like a southern belle, or put on that leather jacket in the back of your closet that you've been too embarrassed to wear, and talk like you're a greaser from New York. Just make sure you don't forget who you are when you take it all off, and make sure that you don't change so much every day that not a single person knows who you are. Because believe me, carrying on too many roles for too long will eventually cause you to not know who you are yourself. I'm a very private person. Due to roads I've been down, secrets I've kept, I've had to be. I always admired Hannah Montana growing up. Yeah, like every girl growing up in the 2000s, but it it was different with me. There was a side to me always that craves being engulfed in crowds and sharing my art and hearing my names on the lips of everyone. But there's also an anxious side that hates being seen at the grocery store by people I know. I had to find a medium, so I created so many versions of myself that I struggle some days with maintaining my different lives. I'm learning, though, that you don't have to be just one person. Be an entrepreneur of yourself and be an enforcer of the law. Be a worker by day and a writer by night, an accountant in the week and an artist by the weekend. Society has taught us that you need to find a passion and stick with it. Say that again. A passion and stick with it. It's all wrong. Find many passions and stick with them. The world has so many depressed individuals because we have been taught all wrong. I know it's easier to sit here in my room and preach this to anyone who might be listening. I might even be a little bit of a hypocrite myself, but we're learning and we need to hear it and we need to speak it because 
Like Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I think that no matter how old you are or where you live or who you want to be or what you want to do, you have to hold on to that. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys very soon.